Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to That's Politics Podcast, hosted by Yasanak Gung and Freya Greaves. Hello and welcome to That Politics Podcast, the home of politics without spin or spivs. On this episode, we'll be talking about all things general election, including our general election predictions, a look at key marginals, whether 30 pieces of silver Farage is right, and what will happen to Jeremy Teflon Corbyn if he loses yet another general election. So, Freya, how are you doing? Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, You know, I'm alive. Breathing is the main thing, I think, and sleeping. How about you? That's quite a deep question. I'm a deep person. When someone asks me how I am, I, I really think about it and I, I reach deep into my soul, <laughs> which is probably why I'm not very good at networking events or anything like that. I think I creep people out. How are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, last night I cried myself to sleep for the third month in a row. <laughs> but this time, over the Brexit party stepping down and giving all the votes to the Tories. <laughs> Enjoy your campaigns. Yeah. Well, you can. <laughs> and that, kids, is how I met your mother. Okay, but how are you really? Well, I'm not happy. After the last episode, I was told off by our producer um, and told that I'm not allowed to swear. We're not allowed to swear? Yeah, I'm not happy. I was threatened to walk off the show completely. Um, and we've reached a nice compromise where I'm allowed to swear, but he'll bleep out the swear words. So, in the spirit of teamwork... I'd like to say, I love the producer. Take time. Buff, I will not swear if I you really want. And I will not just say the F bad word, but I'll say the C word. For example, collaboration conceives cunning creative choices and conversion. And I hope he enjoys the 20 or so minutes he'll need to spend bleeping out all those lovely words. Do you got that out of your system? Yeah. Um, apparently, it's something to do with iTunes and, and the fact that. Anything with swear words is automatically tagged as adult content. Yeah, that that's what it is, I suppose. We'll just keep this nice and PG. We'll we'll pay by the nice little Americans' rules for now. <laughs> we are but humble servants. Viva revolution! Yes. So on to content before people get bored. General election predictions. <laughs> this is Rocky One. Oh, we're getting straight into it. No, we don't beat around the bush here. What's your prediction then? Ladies first. Mm. Oh, sorry, that's my cue, isn't it? <laughs> Very much so. I'm I'm going to be big and bold. I'm going to say, okay, let me give a bit of context first. Um, so at the start of the election, I thought the Tories would win by 20 seats. Um, and then Farage announced he was fielding candidates. So I changed my prediction to a hung parliament. And then he changed his mind in exchange for a peerage in exchange for his lifelong pretend commitment to Brexit. Uh, So now I'm back to thinking that it'll be a Tory majority of, let's say, 20 seats. Okay. So uh, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm Tom. I'm going to say the majority will be Conservative, followed by Lib Dem, with a very close kind of Labour, almost come in tied with Lib Dem, quite a large gap, then Green and Brexit Party pretty close together. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the Conservatives will win by a large majority. Okay, well, well, here's my Jeremy Paxman moment. Uh, can I push you for some numbers, please? How many seats do you think the Conservatives will win by? I don't think it will be much more than 10 seats. I think they will scrape in the win. Because, you know, 
I was reading something today that disturbed me very deeply. <laughs> so deeply. Boris Johnson, he puts some milk in his tea before he takes the tea bag out. <laughs> I think this is from the Metro. We'll put a link for the article. <laughs> I just, I have no... Have you, have you seen the video? Yes! I, I can't deal with this! <laughs> it's, uh, I've seen the video and I have to say it's quite possibly the best episode of The Office I've seen for a long time. You have to see the video. Anyone listening, please go and watch the video of Boris Johnson and his really corny, weird, awkward campaign diary video thing. Watch it for yourself. I just, I cannot deal with the way that man makes a cup of tea. I, I know it's toxically British, but I just, I think that is absolutely heinous. The problem I have with putting the milk in first is the tea won't stew as quick. So you've cooled down the damn thing. <laughs> the tea will, no, 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 no. The tea will never stew properly because it will not be at the correct temperature, which is around 80 degrees Celsius. Therefore, your tea will not have a fully developed flavour at all. Do you think maybe he has no idea how to actually make a cup of tea and he Googled it? He, he went to mentalists.com slash how to make tea. I don't know. I would not put it past him. But if we can't make a cup of tea, how can he run our country? Also, also, the thing I have been loving about this election is the um, demand better conservatives telling us to like demand better everything. It's like, you've been in power for the last nine years. I know, I know. It's <laughs> yeah, we are demanding better. Right? <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it is a thing of pure It's beauty. absolutely amazing. It's just like, you okay this? <laughs> Please tell me they're fired. But the worrying thing is, though, people aren't smart enough. I, I hate to be a bit of a flat, but people just aren't smart enough to see through it. Tell me about it. People will still vote conservative. A lot of people will, will, will see that and think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Labour stopped me from having a better life. It's because Labour's fault that Britain uh, deserves better. Not thinking to themselves, hang on, I'm bitter Twisty. for a moment here. <laughs> But the Tories have been in power for the last nine Mangled. years. Swearing! Yes, and swearing. We have been through this. <laughs> we offer family-friendly political content. Anyway, he gets that reference. <laughs> Immediately my favourite person in the world. <laughs> so, well, I have had my little emo out. That is it for the episode. Um, yeah, that's it. We're, we're done now. I've, I've, I've had my swearing piece. And, uh... <laughs> I've had my emo piece. So, uh, that's it. No, joking. So, Farage... Farage, Farage. Well, let's let's keep Farage for a bit longer because <gasps> I, I want to move on to because we're, we're talking about um, general election predictions. Okay. Um, and the the facts of the matter is that this general election rides on quite a slim, very slim majority. So I I've been playing around with Excel yeah. because that's that's how I roll. <laughs> Nothing better than my life. Um, and I've got some amazing. Very interesting facts for you. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. So with marginal seats, if you look at the top 10 closest constituency results, the total difference in number of voters between winning and losing is 354. That is scary. That is quite scary. And then if you look at the top 20, so now looking at the whole top 20, the difference is yeah. 2,198. 
Oh, wow. That is slip. And then, mm-hmm. not only that, my facts don't end there, young lady. <laughs> the top 50. Okay, Boomer. The top 50 difference is 20,000. And that is still less than the total number of total number of votes cast in the smallest constituency of all the UK. That is, that's actually quite alarming. Yes, and and this constituency is, you're going to have to forgive me for the terrible attempt at pronouncing this constituency. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Do you know what? It might be made up for all I know. It's called Nahilianan Anla in Scotland. (laughs) I I have no idea where it is precisely in Scotland, but I'm going to guess it's somewhere near Craggy Island. (laughs) I like that. That's That's a cool place name. That's quite scary. And I think it really highlights the importance of interaction. So I'm very active in my local party and I think door knocking works because when you have such a small majority, then like everything helps. Just for the interest of, of the listeners who, who don't know, um, who, who is your party? Who do you roll with? So I'm the North Common Youth Lib Dem representative. <laughs> Liberal Democrats. Yeah. So for anybody listening, Liberal Democrats. Liberal Democrats. So please yeah. send all your trolled comments to Freya Greaves. <laughs> Remind her of how the Lib Dems have enabled Tory austerity. Remind her of Joe oh, Swinson's God. voting record as well. Please do send all those messages directly to Freya Greaves on Facebook. No, if you want voting records, I can send you my local Conservative MP voting records. Anybody here who doesn't feel quite depressed enough, they're fabulous reading, you know, fabulous. Yeah, but people expect it from from a Tory, to be honest with you. Liberal Democrats, you guys are meant to be the nice guys, the good guys. I'm a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that reference. I love that. I love that one hit wonder song. She is not a one-hit wonder. She is fabulous, and my hair is currently Billy Blue. So, I do like how go back to the eighties, Boomer. I do like how I'm cool enough to know the reference to Billy. Yeah. It's Billy Eilish, isn't it? Yeah, it's Billy Eilish. Well oh, done. Yes. Have a good oh, star. Yes. I'm still hip and down with the kids. Extra lunchtime break. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I think we are the good party. We're, we're chill. We are very much, we're more of a live, let live kind of party. Okay, well. I'm quite involved in the green side of things. I'm going to be the first to admit it. When it comes to economics, I am pretty much clueless. And I don't really think that's my priority. I am definitely more of an eco warrior, kind of human rights warrior, less of a. But what is the economy going to do? Okay, well, well, I think this is this is where there's a huge generational difference because I care about the economy. I can't care about it. And I couldn't care less. Well, okay, that's going a bit too far. I care less about the environment. I care about the economy more. Well, you know what? The economy is not going to matter when we're all dead. So <laughs> I am the opposite, which is good because it makes you know, this makes the podcast balanced. All right. So, seeing as we're talking about the Liberal Democrats, I'm, I'm interested to know what what's your thoughts as as a Lib Dem supporter with regards to the Remain Alliance. Very mixed. So, where I am in North Cornwall, the Greens have been told, well, told, asked, informed that they must step down to give way for the Liberal Democrats. And I think the Remain Alliance is quite good. I'm all for tactical voting. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we must acknowledge the fact that the, it has a limited usefulness. Since North Cornwall, fabulous example of the fact that actually 
while the Green Party candidate should have stepped down, instead of stepping down, she just dropped the Green Party affiliation and she's now standing as independent. So in that regard, it just hasn't been very useful, but I think it has helped. But I think also important to note in what I have seen is very skewed towards Lib Dems. Um, so it is quite damaging for the Green Party. Yeah. And to a certain extent, Lib Dems as well. Well, don't you think, I mean, my view on on alliances full stop, and especially with this general election, don't you think the fact that the that alliances are so key to this election mm. proves the point that the current electoral system is broken? Yeah. Because, you know, what you're having is, is not where you're giving people options as to who they actually want to vote for, but you... You are forcing people based on a one issue yeah. to make a vote. And I just don't think that's going to work because it's not just the Remain Alliance vote that's happened. We've had Brexit Party stand down. We've given way to Labour, given way to all this standing down. That is not... To me, that's not democracy. To me, democracy is having a full range of options mm. and being able to go this is what I believe in. Instead of going, well, what I believe in is not represented here, so I'll go for the next best thing. I just don't think that's right. Like, I get why they did the alliances, but I think it's very party political. And it's, again, it's forgetting that politics is for the people, not for the politics. Politicians, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think you're absolutely bang on there because it seems like these alliances are more to serve the needs and requirements of of politicians and the political parties rather than individual voters. And therefore, the current system we have needs changing. Absolutely, because the democracy is there to make sure that our views are properly represented in the political system. It does not exist just as a little power game for the rich and elite, which is what it has become. Let's face it here, Mm -hmm. this is not the way that the political system should work at all. Yeah, it's, it's getting on my nerves quite a bit, as you can definitely tell. Well, there has been one notable absence from, from the Remain lines, and that's the Labour Party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to do particularly well. Mm. I know the polls are showing well, but I just don't think they're going to do well. I don't think they are a Remain party, to be fair. They are an indecisive party. They are we are hedging our bets to get all the votes and we'll decide once we're in power kind of a party. Yeah. I, I, that's what they come across as to me. I, th- I think that's the that's the general consensus as well from the public. Yeah. No, no matter how heartbreaking or, or earth-shattering that might be to... Corbynites. Corbyn lovers and Corbynistas. Yeah. It's the, you know, you can have the best policy in the world, but if at the end of the day it doesn't resonate with the public or if the public don't understand it... It's useless. Then that's your fault. You can't blame the public for that the thing with them as well is that they are very good at promising a lot they are promising all this like free tuition fees and everything like that but people keep forgetting where this money will come from it will come from taxes they will bring tax rises no matter how much they deny it if they want to provide what they are saying they will provide there will be raises in taxes Mm. they will not i repeat no government will probably go against tax evasion because that is what brings the multinationals here and that is what feeds the economy. Mm. So make no mistake when they are saying free tuition fees, that means more off your paycheck. I just don't think there's two ways about that. I mean, the Labour Party said um, that, you know, unless you're earning £80,000 or over per year, 
you won't be paying a penny more in tax. Do you, you don't believe them when they say that? I don't believe them at all. It's so either they're lying about that or they're lying about what they will provide, but they can't do both. Mm. Where <laughs> money does, <laughs> where, where do people think this money is going to come from? Taxes. That's where it's going to come from. And it's going to be taxes from everybody, no matter what they say. That is the way it's going to work. I am pretty convinced. Mm. I mean, you can probably change my mind. I might be wrong, but. Well, I mean, I, I think it's it's not so much what in, what you or I individually think. It's it's what the public think, and I think the public thinks the same same as you with, with regards to that. The public just does not believe that um, with all these labour promises that they won't be raising the taxes of the normal everyday working man. Yeah, it's like Labour are doing what Tories did, but much more sneakily. They are getting rid of a lot of the kind of more neutral, more wishy-washy, more kind of centrists in their parties. And the Labour Party is progressively becoming more and more left-wing, while the Conservative Party is progressively becoming more and more right-wing. I think, to me, that's actually quite a scary concept. Yeah. Because you get to the extremes of both, and you end up with communism and fascism. Yeah. And both of those are terrible. And I'm just like... It's quite alarming when you look at the changes and how extreme both parties have become. Mm -hmm. And it's so sly. It's like one person steps down here, one person resigns here, and like you don't notice it happen until it's happened, you know? That's very true. That's very true. It's happened to, yeah. So, I mean, Labour has had a number of, of MPs resign. Um, and, and same with the Conservatives. So I think you're right. They're, they're slowly purging. In a flurry. They're purging people. Anyone who, who's, who's close to the centre, they're, they're being purged. But while that is bad, I really hope that what's going to happen here is those people are going to come to a centrist party. Hello, Lib Dems, to the rescue. <laughs> Uh, or maybe even green. Well, this is why my sympathies lie, sympathies lie or lies or lay with the Lib Dems because lie. Um, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I, I see them as as a centrist party. Um, in we are pol- in a field of politics where it's just either one extreme or or, or the other. Yeah, because I I am no, under no illusions. The Lib Dems, we are not perfect. We have issues, but here's the thing: I am most definitely not extreme right wing uh for one thing i am a woman a young woman therefore <laughs> a young woman who's not rich therefore they are most definitely not serving my interests uh um but i'm most definitely not left wing either you know not extremist left wing communist oh no mm-hmm. i've you've got to be realistic and i don't think they are i think lib dems like it or not you know, you don't have to be a Lib Dem supporter, but I think they are the sensible option for this general election yep. because they are the only option that is not extreme. Well, I mean, a lot of people before the election were talking about the Lib Dems as potential kingmakers, but um, it's it's been clear that it's been it's Nigel Farage and the Brexit Party. Mm. So, uh, an emerging story over the past, I think, day or two. Um, is Nigel Farage deciding to suddenly reverse his decision to field candidates all over the country? Um, and this this came around 48 hours after he was offered a peerage yeah. in exchange for doing this from the Tory party. This, this, oh, 
oh, oh. <laughs> the peerage at home because Burko didn't get offered a peerage for years and years of being a speaker. And this is breaking in tradition. I think every speaker has been offered a peerage. That's just the way it works. Yep. He did a fantastic job. I absolutely adored him. I think we all did. You know, it won't be the same without his order around. Yet they offer Nigel Farage a peerage because he's pro-Brexit. I think that is abuse of power. I really yeah, do. completely agree. And do you know what I, what I find? What I, do you know, I almost admire it, um, the fact that he's denying it has anything to do with it. Um, because he, he was quoted as saying, <sighs> in response to the so-called accusation, I don't believe it's an accusation, it's, it is what it is. He, he said, ridiculous, the thought that they can buy me. And I thought I could just picture him saying that whilst looking seductively towards Aaron Banks and some suspiciously <laughs> Russian-looking people. You know, I thought, so no, you Christ. mentioned the Russians. You mentioned the Russians, and here is the thing: this was scary. I was on Vice. No, no, Fox. It was Fox. Fox Media. Well, a website of Vox Media. Yeah. It was Fox's YouTube, and I was just scrolling through, and I saw this video, and I watched it. Vox is pretty reliable. It's a bit left leaning but I would say centrist left so it's not too bad and they were talking about Russia and America they use this technique propaganda technique I think it's fire hosing I think they called it probably very wrong mm -hmm. and what this is is blatantly obvious lies so it's like Russia going oh our troops were never in I think it was Ukraine or something they're dead because they, they send their troops in with no like insignia they're like well our troops was never there and he kept saying this, he kept saying this. And then afterwards, he's like, well, of course, that was our troops in there. And, you know, Trump does the exact same. And it does not have to, does not have to seem even slightly plausible. The fact is that they are blinding you to what they're doing, really doing. Mm -hmm. So the actually scary stuff behind the scenes by making you talk about them and about these ridiculous claims. So they're just keeping the media going around them. It's that kind of idea of all publicity is good publicity. Well, they're, they're actively and specifically on, on purpose subverting reality. Yeah. It's almost like we're at the, at the moment we're living in the upside down world where somebody like Farage can say that he can't be bought when he's quite possibly one of the cheapest to buy motherfuckers I've ever come across in politics. And that's that's really saying something. I know. Honest to goodness, he is cheaper than Asda's own brand. Like, it's bad. Or Tesco's own brand. I think it's quite scary, because I think in Britain we're very much used to looking at other countries having political crises and going, thank God that's not us. Yeah. Um, but I think it's time to look internally and go, oh, shit, that is us. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think I think we, we've spent so many years, perhaps probably decades, looking at other countries and going, oh, look at them, silly bunnies. I know. And we've, we've taken so much joy from doing that mm. that we, we can't even look at ourselves anymore in, in, in a way that's, that matches reality. Mm. We're so used to it being in other countries mm -hmm. that the, just the very idea that our own politics or, or our own reality mm. is being subverted so, so, so much. It just does not enter people's minds. Yeah. And when it does, it's absolutely terrifying. I honestly find it very, very scary to comprehend sometimes because, yeah, I've always had this kind of political stability 
it's, I mean, stuff's been going on, but it's always been a bit like, it's not too bad when com- you compare it to dot, dot, dot. But now, like, I'm comparing it to dot, 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 and I'm going, oh, crikey, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, this is, this is depressing. Yeah. Moving on swiftly to your favourite subject, which is Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. You're happy now. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> Oh, my lovely Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, your babe. The future of Jeremy Corbyn after the general election. And let's just just cut to the chase here. He's going to lose the general election. So let's not, you know, say the fact of the matter is at the moment, he most certainly will be losing his general election. I mean, there might be some kind of miracle, but. Yeah, I mean, so it'll be Mm. the third general election in a row that is lost. And it's not just losing a third general election in a row. It's losing it against a massively erectile dysfunctioning conservative party it's, it's the most shambolic conservative party that this country has seen for a long time and that's really saying something mm. so for him to lose three times to them i think it's time for him to go it's kind of like it's embarrassing for me to watch to be fair i mean it, it's come to a point so you know, December the 13th, his hardcore supporters need to accept that after, say, four years of trying to sell their brand of socialist politics, they need to move on and accept that they can either forever be a socialist protest party or they can actually align some of their views towards what the majority of what the people of this country wants. Yeah. They've had four years to do this. They've had four years to do two things, sell Corbyn as a prime minister and self-socialism as an idea worth voting for. And they've failed at both. It's time to move on. Otherwise, they are enabling the Conservative Party to win and to win again. They're just handing seats to the Conservatives. It's just, the thing is, Jeremy has a certain brand. And his brand is very working-class lad. And I don't think I'm the best person to necessarily pass judgment because I am most definitely not a working class lad. I just look at everything he does and it kind of just, no. To me, politics is, to a certain extent, about presenting yourself properly. You know, when you go into politics, you go, you are accepting the fact that you will be representing people. You know what? If Jeremy Corbyn represented me, I would absolutely have a seizure. <laughs> and I know I'm a massive snob. I have been told this before. But you know what? That man can't even dress himself. Yeah. I mean, let I, I alone, he can't run a campaign properly. You know, I just cannot stand him. Let me leap to your defence. Yeah, I don't think it, it, it's you being a snob. I think it's just asking for just a bit of standard from the people that are there who are meant to represent us. If somebody's there representing me, they need to present themselves properly. If I have, if I meet my solicitor, or if I meet my lawyer, they better be really presentable. Yeah, I'm not being funny, but I watched him like walking around, carrying his stuff in a plastic carrier bag. And I was like, you can afford a nice suitcase, like a nice, like a suitcase, <laughs> a suitcase, what's wrong with me? A nice briefcase. And you know what? A briefcase is more eco-friendly. You know, you're trying to push your blooming party as being eco-friendly. Well, pff, look at yourself first, thank you. And it's just, you can't even be bothered to shave. Well, you know, where, where is photo, you know, wearing just sort of sloppy clothes and carrying a plastic bag instead of a briefcase? I would not leave the house looking like that. 
that resonates though with with his core hardcore focus i mean i've seen the comments on facebook where they where they're praising him they're saying isn't it lovely having somebody a man of the people and you're thinking well i am the people and i would never leave my house looking like that <laughs> if you cannot dress yourself properly and take pride in the way you are turned out i'm not saying he should be like three-piece suit 24 7 i'm saying like basic grooming if he can't do that, what the devil makes people think that he'll be able to run a country properly? It's that kind of attention to detail that is needed that is lacking. Well, I think as well. So, I mean, let's park, you know, his presentation of, of himself to one side. Regardless of what it is, regardless of how great and amazing you think it is, it hasn't worked. It's been four swinging years. It's consistently been shown to fail upon fail upon fail upon fail yeah. and the Lib Dems yeah we've lost elections but we've got a brand new leader and we change and we innovate and we accept we go hey look we lost this we think this is why why don't we spend a bit do a couple of opinion polls that makes sense so I'm sorry Tim Farron love you dearly but maybe it's time for a new leader like you innovate absolutely and you go you know what? It's time for a female leader. I think they have not accepted defeat. They, in their minds, are still saying, well, we won this many seats. Instead of going, well, that didn't work, and changing tact. When you, well, but they're denying it. And denying it means that they cannot move forward and improve. But I think as well, I think they've they've spent so long losing. They're just used to it. And I, I don't want to be mean or... or, or... I don't want to be a here and, and, and say that they've spent... Okay, let, let me just say it out. Is I think they've spent so long, four years of being losers, they've lost and they've lost and they've lost, that they now actually, that's what they're comfortable with. I think that part of them is kind of scared of winning. Exactly. So I think if and when he, he loses the general election, none of them will be calling for him to, to go because they are used to it. They feel safe in it. They're happy being the angry protest party. And I think that's really selfish because whilst they're protesting and patting themselves on the back for having such, you know, wonderful socialist principles, it's enabling a conservative government, which is crippling and dividing this country. I agree, because I think if they pulled their pants up, you know, got some big boy boxes and everything like that and went, you know what, time to change. I would like them a lot. I think I'd like them a lot more. And I think they would do well and they'll become a real threat to the conservative government because at the moment they're well-meaning some of them are very well-meaning like the idea of not having to pay for uni absolutely beautiful but i do not think that they are realistic and i think that you know they're like that person who comes around with casserole after something bad's happened full of ingredients you a don't like and a b allergic to it's well-meaning but yeah useless that's them so I think that is it for this episode. Uh, so this is obviously just our second episode. So we'd be very grateful for any kind of suggestions for anything you would like to see in the future. This is obviously a very fraught time in political history. Mm-hmm. So we'll be trying to upload as regularly as possible. Thank you so much for spending your time listening to us ramble, rant and cry. I need to go cry myself to sleep over the political situation yet again so that was that politics podcast with Frey Greaves and Yasin we hope to catch you next time in episode 3
That's Politics Podcast, presented by Yasanat Gung and Freya Greaves. Audio post-production by Sal Matt Dempsey, news theme by BD Productions. Thank you.